He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. One of the number one reasons, if you turn to our founders, that this nation was formed was for the common defense. And now we have more people in America in my short lifetime that have died due to gun violence than in every single one of our wars, from the Civil War and the Revolutionary War to the wars in the Middle East combined. This, this is uh, a, del uh, a dereliction of duty. This is a surrender uh, to uh, violence. Uh, this is not doing your constitutional duty to protect this nation uh, from threats foreign and domestic. Oh, Spartacus. I'm Drew Berkowitz. This is my show. It's Thursday. It's the last live episode of the week because that's how we do it around here. That was Senator Cory Booker demonstrating that he's really not good at math or anything, as has been uh, demonstrated over the past several years here. But it's such a ludicrous and inaccurate statement, even for someone who's coming from Newark, which is obviously just a violent hellhole of a city. It, it's just simply not true. Uh, nice try, though, Booker. Nice try. Nice that he plugged your, your new show, Born and Domestic, there at yeah, the end. Yeah, exactly. Right. Thank you. Who says he can't do things right sometimes? <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good episode. We're glad to be spending some time with you. Thank you guys for being here, whichever platform you're on, whichever uh, site you're on, brand you're coming from. We're just glad to be with you. Rocking the old like Blaze Cup today. It's a blast from the past. This is a, a collector's Ooh. item. It's probably nice. worth like 6 or $7, I'm guessing. Something like that. <laughs> That's actually pretty high. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a high value for it. I'm talking resale, not wholesale. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's, yeah, I mean, for us, it's probably like a buck 28. I mean, if we're being honest. Um, <clears throat> okay, so real quick reminder. I know I've been telling you all week. I'm going to tell you today again. I'm going to tell you all next week, too, as we get used to this. Booze and Banter today will be on Red Voice Media, our good friends, our partners over there. You can sign up. I've put it in the speech. You can see it on the screen. I put it in the speech. I put it in the chat, and you can see it on the screen. Go to redvoicemedia.com forward slash Drew Crew. That is where you sign up. You will never go to that URL again. I know it's kind of confusing, but that's where you go to sign up. If you go to watch the show there, you're going to get an error code. You're not going to see it. You go to watch the show once you've signed up. And you'll do this every day at redvoicemedia.com forward slash BB. That's, that's the ticket. That's what's going to get you there to watch the show, chat with the show. We had more people chatting yesterday, which was great. More people watching the show, which was great. So it's great. It's just a good thing all across the board. You get access to more content. You don't, I mean, as soon as you're done with Booze and Pantry, you can go watch some other stuff. If you're still lucid and with it, uh, which we encourage you to be. Um, all right, lots to get into today. We talked to Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell yesterday. Well, Schiff, yes, during kind of while we were doing our show yesterday, dropped another response, a video response, this time on TikTok. We're going to show you that. Ilhan Omar took a break from spewing hatred towards Jews and went after Kevin McCarthy. I'm sure she's back to the, the anti-Jew thing now. And then Pfizer, you can see it on the thumbnail of today's episode and or read it in the description. Y'all... <laughs> Yo, Pfizer is even more evil, and it's not just them. It's Big Pharma writ large, right? They are even more evil 
than we thought. And we knew that they were awful. But we're going to show you why. If you haven't seen the new Project Veritas video, you'll see it today. And then CNN. We've got this gem. you got Don Lemon in it, and you got a couple others. And they're painting, which is no surprise. But the way that they do it and, and the lies that they tell as it pertains to what Governor DeSantis is doing here in Florida, and particularly with teachers' education in our, our children's classrooms, they're remarkable. So we'll show you that. They're painting him out, you know, trying to make him out to be Hitler. It's ridiculous. In Booze and Banter, we're going to talk about this escalation of, of war in Ukraine, the tanks that we talked about yesterday, but also what people back here are saying, experts are saying. There's still all these people supporting it. I'm going to show you this clip of a guy wearing a turtleneck. They do still exist. Do you still have, do you have a turtleneck, David? I've never owned one, never worn one. <clears throat> You've no, never, never owned a turtleneck? Stop it. No, I don't like things around my neck. And so it never has appealed me to be like, oh, let's wear a turtleneck. Nope, never done it. Never will. Never. Nope, won't happen. I don't think it appeals to many people, but there's a lot of us growing up, especially, in, you know, I grew up in Minnesota in the Midwest. You try and cover <laughs> cover a lot because you're going outside and it's frigid out oh, there. I bet well, yeah, a lot every, of parents every, just put people in them. Like, Yeah, like even as a kid, my mom would be like, no, I'd, and I would just put a scarf around my neck. I would not. I could not, you know, like at least I have the option to take off the scarf, you know? Right, that's can't true. Take off the neck of the turtleneck. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's something we invent. Maybe that's how turtlenecks come back. I, I, I don't want them to, but it's like, like a Velcro, like the, like the zipper short slash pants that were all the rage. Yes, it's like a zipper, a zipper turtleneck. <laughs> want to lose that uncomfortable turtleneck, but then be able to put it back on. Uh, introducing Zipneck. Uh, it's not good. I don't like by that name. Red Beach Media. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into it. Let's let's move on from turtlenecks. Uh, I'll I'll show you one later on today in booze and banter. But Adam Schiff didn't waste any time yesterday, appealing to donors right after he was kicked off of his his committee, specifically the Intel committee that we're talking about here. Here's his weirdly framed and pathetic plea for cash on TikTok. Take a look. Hello, I'm Congressman Adam Schiff with some troubling news. Today, Kevin McCarthy removed me from the House Intelligence Committee, all for doing my job, for holding Trump accountable and standing up to the extreme MAGA Republicans. We knew it would be bad when the Republicans took over, but it's far worse than we expected. But I can promise you this, this is not the end of my fight for our democracy. This is just the beginning. Please join us and contribute today. Thank you. Okay, so comes out with his lies again and right away is asking for money. Typical D-bag move to make there. But I mean, honestly, this guy, we talked about him yesterday. I, I, I'm going to try not to belabor the point here because no one wants to talk about or look at Adam Schiff. But this guy is such a liar that it's really unbelievable, quasi-fascinating. For him to say he was trying to stop Trump, which is actually true. He, is, he was trying to do everything he could just not in a legitimate fashion. Uh, and that everything he was trying to, you know, everything he could do included lying to the American people, that he saw links between Trump, the Trump campaign, and the Russian government, all of which has been proven false, all of which has been proven and, and shown us, the American people, that Adam Schiff was lying the whole time and how he's still a congressman is beyond me. But he literally, he told that lie for, for four years. And sadly, half of the country believed it. Way, way too many believed it. 
and once again, we've, we've all now found out that it was a huge, one big fat lie that the pencil neck per perpetrated on behalf of the Democrat Party of the United States because they were scared of him. So good riddance to this guy, Shifty Schiff. And if he can drum up some donations for, for going on TikTok and playing the victim, so be it. Whatever. Like, I don't care. He's off the committee, and that's, that's a, a win that we'll take for now. I just feel like with that video, he's the reason why we have participation medals and trophies and stuff. Every kid gets a chance to play. I got taken off the team. Like, you know, I got put on the bench. Like, you know, like it, that's what that's that's what I see when I hear this. Yeah. Because he's crying because he got taken off the t off the field. Yeah. Well, do better. Play better. Be better. Well, this, <laughs> I, I, you know. Yeah. Don't be a lying douchebag. It's not hard. Yeah. It's not hard. But this is this is another play right out of the Democrat, you know, manifesto. What they do is they, you know, they bully people, push people around. They dig up dirt on 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 their enemies. And even if it's not true, even if it's if it's dirt that's a lie that's fabricated, they spread it around to to ruin that person's reputation. Make that person submit or else. That's kind of their thing. They just are are, are they're on you until you until you back down. And they're willing to wreck your your life. Whoever the the opponent or enemy is in this scenario, they're willing to go to that extreme. And once they feel like, though, on the flip side, once they feel like they're backed into a corner like Shift does now, then they act like the victim. So it's bully, 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 ruin this person's life. We don't really care about them, which is true on so many levels. And then, oh, the, it, things are getting flipped around. Look at what they're doing to me. Look at the things they're saying about me. Oh, poor, pitiful me. Woe is me. All of that. Those mean Republicans are picking on me. These guys, they, I know you know this about Schiff, but all of them, all of them, the Democrats and all these politicians, even folks on our side, they're not these helpless little flowers that get picked on by Republicans. They're just not. They're ruthless, lying scoundrels who would literally sell their own family out for personal gain. And in often cases, they do. They're awful. And there are. There's plenty of Republicans, for those of you saying, well, there's bad Republicans. 100% there are. In fact, most Republicans we're learning are, are bad. There's, there's plenty on our side who play the game just like the Democrats do. But all that to say, don't feel sorry for any of these people. I know that you don't feel sorry for Adam Schiff. He lost a position on a committee. He should have lost his position as a U.S. House representative. Think about this. Joe Biden... I know none of us want to say this, but Joe Biden is is sitting in the, the Oval Office right now. Is he pulling the strings? Is he making decisions? No, probably not. But he's had this 50-plus year career because people shared sympathy for him. And you know I'm saying that for this reason. If his first wife, who he cheated on with, and infant daughter aren't killed in a car crash, he isn't reelected. His political train stops right there. It would have been over. We would have not had to experience this long career of Sleepy Joe sniffing people and fondling people on camp. I mean, we wouldn't have to do it. But he got the sympathy vote because of that. And he brings it up all the time. He brings up Bo all the time. That's his play. 
But then he got in, like everyone else, he became a shill for the credit card industry. He got that taste for money, that taste for power. And he just decided to keep going back to the all-you-can-eat corruption buffet served up by special interest groups. It's like Stacey Abrams going to an actual food buffet, but he's doing it for special interest in his own money. I always say it. These guys play the game better than we do. They craft their narrative better. They know their end game better. They're willing to do anything to get there better. That's who they are. All right. <clears throat> so Schiff, gone. Swalwell, gone. Another lovely member of the U.S. House of Representatives who's on the chopping block and in danger of losing her seat on the Foreign Affairs Committee is the ever-so-duplicitous Ilhan Omar. Here are her thoughts on the matter. In modern American history, the punishment of stripping a member of Congress of their committee assignments has been reserved for only the most egregious wrongdoings. Those convicted or indicted on corruption, those who have engaged in bribery, sexual misconduct, encouraged violence, or other grave charges. I have served on the foreign on the House Foreign Affairs Committee and the House Education and Labor Committee for the past two terms, committees that I have lived experience and expertise in. As a child who survived war, lived in a refugee camp, I would have never imagined that I would one day have the opportunity to serve on a subcommittee on Africa, global health, and global human rights. I would not have believed that I would one day not just serve as the first African-born member of Congress, but on a committee that oversees policies towards the continent. Kevin McCarthy's purely partisan move to strip us from our committee is not only a political stunt, but also a blow to the integrity of our democratic institution and threat to our national security. We are thankful to leader Jefferies and House Democrats, and even some courageous Republicans for standing with us. If McCarthy wants to denigrate the integrity of the House and its committees, we will always stand up to these efforts. I am grateful for the confidence of my constituents and my colleagues have shown me to serve on these committees, and I look forward to continuing that work of building a more peaceful world. Look, all right. No worries, Shelby. Glad you're here. Uh, so my first takeaway from this clip is you better not let Cardi B find out you took her wig from her closet. She's not going to be happy. That's a weird, like, I, I know that's not her hair, right? But it, it looked like it was. Looks like it was a blonde hair wig. And it looked like it was about to start, uh, whatever. It just, that was, that was a strange look. But more importantly, that's, that's, that's maybe petty. This chick, Ilhan Omar, as we all know, we've talked about her so much. She has no business being, first of all, representing this country because she hates it. But she has no business being in Congress. And moreover, she has no business being on a committee when the Foreign Affairs Committee in, in, in particular, when she has such a deep hatred for Jews and for Israel. This is the same woman who referred to Israel as an apartheid state. Her views on 
the Jewish people would literally cause even like someone like David Duke to be like, look, you got to dial it back a little bit. Just, just trim it down some. But she says that removing her, did you pick up on this line? Removing her from committee assignments would be a threat to national security? What, what the hell does that even mean? I found that to be interesting. I mean, does she have top secret documents in her garage that she's willing to give to one of her adversaries if she doesn't get her way? Like, it sounds an awful like a lot like blackmail, what she was saying there. No one will investigate her because she'll play the race card and, and she's safe. She'll play the, the ethnic card, all of that stuff. But she, Ilhan Omar, she's a great example of how these Marxist revolutionaries play the system and use it, the system, to their advantage. They're keenly aware of the power that they have. They hold it tightly in their hands, tightly in their hands by supposedly being a part of these oppressed intersex groups. She has, she has the power, she has the ability because of, of her, the group that she uh, associates with, because of her race, because of her gender, where she can make outrageous statements. She can make bold threats with no repercussions. Again, all because of her race and gender. Hard for me to say that as a white male, a balding white male. Hard for Disco to say it. But it's particularly rich when she says, if McCarthy wants to denigrate the committees by removing her, dot, 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 dot. Ilhan Omar denigrates her position as a representative, as a woman serving in Congress. Mainly, you know why? It's actually, it's actually pretty easy. Because she hates America. She married her brother, in a scheme to get him into the country, and she fundamentally wants to change everything about the country. Remember her saying she wants to burn it all down? Now, she was not specifically talking about lighting it aflame. She was talking about breaking the entire system, changing how we run our constitutional republic, and building it up into this socialist utopia where everyone's miserable. But well, I like how she... She plays the where she was born card. You're now an American citizen. Yeah. Like I, I yes, I know <laughs> you're you're not originally from here, but like how she uses that in her clout to be in that position when it's like, well, you're an American citizen now. I know it's yeah. it's it's important to remember where you came from and all that stuff, and it's great, but you're not serving Somalia. <laughs> right. You're serving America. Right. Hundred percent. 100%. You, and exactly, it, it, it does matter where you came from. But if you wanted to come here, you came here for a reason. And if you wanted to serve here, you're serving for a reason. And in, in fairness to her, her reason really is tear this country down. But we can't have people like that in office. She is. She is genuinely a threat to the security of our country. She's wanting to say that other people are, and taking her off would be a threat to national security. No, it wouldn't. Having her on certainly is. But it's whatever. Enough about Ilhan Omar. Let's get to question of the day. So this is this is kind of a poll and slash question because um, we're always working on things behind the scenes. There's no right answer here. There's no wrong answers. I'm just curious. The question is this. Which platform, regardless of their political persuasion, which platform do you enjoy the show on the most? It might be somewhere where it's not right now. It might be somewhere where it is. It might be somewhere where it used to be. Answer the question. Let us know. Could it be somewhere that it's not? Yeah. It's never been. Could, yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. So let us know your answers. We'll get to it on the other side. We'll also dig into this big pharma hating humanity thing. But loving money, they love money. They just don't like you. All that's coming up. Stick around. Do you think America first when you spend your hard-earned money? Do you feel guilty shopping woke companies that take your money and push a liberal agenda? The choice is yours. When you shop at Mammoth Nation, you're a part of the solution, not the problem. We have thousands of products from hundreds of American and veteran-owned retailers. These patriots love America and they're fighting for you. So do the right thing, vote with your wallet, and spend wisely. Right now, go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member. Use this promo code and save 30%. All right, we're going to get to that question of the day and your responses. Real quick, I mean, on that Mammoth commercial, there's some... Man, we shot 11 commercials last week or two, whenever that was, two weeks ago. Crazy. There's a lot of new ones coming out. They're doing some awesome things there, too. They always are, but they're doing some particularly awesome things right now. And also, real quick, earlier in the show, Judy said she'd give you 10 bucks if you signed that mug and send it to her. She'd give you 10 bucks for it. Ten bucks. Oh, gone now. Up, oh. up, oh. up. Oh. Which one do you want? Which camera do you want? Camera one, camera two, camera three. Um, <clears throat> I love it. I love it. I don't know if um. Do I hear fifteen? Do I hear? And then the show just turned into a weird. Hey, <laughs> um, I tried to check out Drew's show, and it's just like it seems like it's more of an auction. Um, an auction, yeah. I love it. Uh, okay, let's get to the responses. So, um, Carolyn says, your show. Well, good. I'm glad that it's my show. Uh, but where, where do you prefer to watch it the most? Um, Rumble so far says this one. Rumble says another one. Shelby says she likes to watch it in the middle of nowhere. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Rumble. I feel, I feel like we're on a green eggs and ham thing now. <laughs> <laughs> I could not, would not, in a box. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, okay, so Carolyn says, on my phone, um, <clears throat> is Hillary too fat for pantsuits? I love some of the conversations that are going on here. Um, <clears throat> what does her original country think about her marrying her brother? All great questions. Uh, Rumble says, W-R-M-C-S-M. I wish there was a faster way to say that. Barb says, Rumble, have not watched it on RVM. Judy Rumble. Box, consider yourself... I don't know. I'm, I'm just reading people's comments at this point. Texas Panadale says Rumble, but RVM has great potential. Um, 100%. Well, and, and you know, th this this is this is kind of where we do the main show. I mean, Rumble's kind of the main place that we do it. Better catch a Rumble, but I doubled up on Facebook. I like it. Watch everywhere. One device here, one device there. Show on YouTube, but join Rumble shortly after because they were censoring conservatives so bad. Yeah, oh, my gosh. It's funny. I'll get. I'll get. Um, I know you guys have heard this a million times. Not this a million times, but the whole concept of us being censored there. And I have partnership conversations all the time. New partners, new sponsors, this, that, and the other people who are talking about potentially doing it. And they'll always reach out and they'll be like, "Hey, we're really interested." And man, we checked out your stuff. It is crazy what they've done to you. Like, yeah, it sure is. Um, it sure is. 
Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah. Uh, I like what uh, it's either Jonah or John says, let's get ready to rumble. So, you know, I'm assuming rumble's that answer. Yeah. Come grumble on rumble, says Jay Wink. Give rumble a tumble, says Jay Wink. I love it. You see, you started uh, a Dr. Seuss thing here. Mm. Um, Do give a thumbs up, guys. Whichever platform you're on, please hit that like button. It's the plus sign on rumble if you're on your computer. Um, It's the boxing glove mitt or whatever you want to call it if you're on the app if you're on facebook you know what to do we're not on youtube right now so you don't have to worry about that and anywhere else just hit that positive button whatever it is make sure you're subscribed on said platform and please share and continue to chat and engage in the chat room okay let's get into this is a long clip but i think it's worth it let's get into project veritas who dropped another gem uh another hidden camera video this time exposing the nefarious plan of Pfizer, but you know that the others, you know that Moderna and, and BioNTech and Johnson & Johnson, all these people are, are in on the same game. But ex- specifically in this video, exposing Pfizer. Um, no, that's not the right one. Let's... Um, yeah, hang on. Okay. But this yeah, one in particular true. exposes Pfizer to keep basically their campaign for vaccines going on in perpetuity forever, right? Because this is big money for them. And we, we know all this. We, we know that they don't give two shits about the health. Listen, I mean, you listen just, if you, if you watch any of the old main, you know, mainstream news to include Fox News, anything that's on television, we know that 75, 80% of the commercials are big pharma on there. You listen to all the drugs that are on there, or excuse me, all the side effects that are on there. The list is so long. I've told you before, my children at home are like, that doesn't seem right. I'm like, it's not, honey. It's not, my dear. Um, but they've, they, they push this stuff. They push this stuff. It's a, it's a big deal for them because it pads their pockets in a big way. We talked about Moderna uh, a couple weeks ago, whenever it was. Lots of people dealing with myocarditis. Lots of people dealing with heart attacks and other heart issues. Hey, let's make a shot to, to help the heart. Like they, they, it's like going to the, you know, the, there's always that concern when you take your car to the dealer or to a repair shop, that one thing gets fixed, another thing gets broken. And it's like that with big pharma. We're going to, except for infinitely worse, infinitely worse. So <clears throat> anyways, this clip, are we, wor- do we working wor- on it? Working on it. Okay. Um, this clip is a long one, but it's worth seeing. Because as usual, someone from the inside tells us, you, the viewers, exactly, exactly what's going on and exactly why they're doing it. This is a money game. It always has been. It always will be. Carolyn, another NFL player died today at the age of 25. I didn't see that. That's awful. That's awful. And I, presumably it was some sort of cardiac event, I, I would guess. It's awful. And again, these guys don't care. Big Pharma doesn't care. Pfizer, who we're going to specifically show this clip of, doesn't care. Pro football, Jesse, let's pull it in here. I'll, I'll look at it while, while we're getting the file in. Former NFL player Jesse Lemonier. Lemonier? I don't know how you say that. 25. Man, that's young. That's crazy. Thanks for sending that over. Um, 
But no, I mean, as we as we get this in and pardon our dust as we pull in this clip, um, I hope that everyone knows at this point that on so many levels, but specifically the big pharma level, this is all about money. It is not whatsoever about your health. Now, maybe there are some folks out there that that's why they get into it and they care. It's kind of like politics, right? But at the top level, the top level, it's all about money. All right, here's the clip. This is from Project Veritas. This is a extremely flamboyant uh, member of Pfizer's team who doesn't know he's on camera. And again, it's a long clip, but take a listen because I think it's important. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No, don't tell anyone this morning. You have to publish your own You have to publish your own time. We're exploring, like, no, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can create undoubtedly developed new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. It would be, like, very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like you know it's those everywhere something crazy is the way that the virus started and moving on to be honest like it's, it makes no sense if this virus popped out of nowhere like yeah i know meet jordan tristan walker a director of research and development strategic operations and mrna scientific planning at pfizer it sounds like gain of function to me i don't know it's a little bit different i think it's different it's like there's it's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. So directed evolution is very different. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to do gain of function research with the viruses. Like, yeah. They recommend not. But you do, like, these, like, selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm going about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There might not be any more outbreaks. Just like Jesus Christ. The gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all for all government officials it's pretty good for the industry to be honest yeah it's bad for everyone else in america why is it bad for everybody else because if the regulators who have to approve our drugs know that once they stop being regulated they want to come work for the company they're not going to be as hard for the company if this is the quality of individuals within pfizer that are making these huge decisions that a risk global public health. It's profoundly corrupt. What is Pfizer doing, I guess, to optimize, you know, the vaccines now? Oh, we actually have a meeting about that today, so there's a lot. Really? They're doing, uh, I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> <laughs> Our undercover journalist asked Walker how Pfizer is handling the fact that their COVID vaccines are ineffective against virus variants. What he said is disturbing. Listen to this. We're exploring, like, no, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can, uh, we can create undoubtedly developed new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. Yeah. Okay. So like, do we want to do this? So that's, like, one of the things we're considering. Okay. Like, the future, like, maybe we can, like, create new versions of the vaccines and things like that. Okay. So Pfizer ultimately 
is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. That's why it was, it was a thought that came up in a meeting, and we were like, why, why do we not? It was like, we're going to consider that. There'll be more discussions. Okay. That exact reaction, right? We're like, wait a minute. Like, people won't like that. That's right. It appears that Pfizer is internally discussing the possibility of mutating the COVID virus themselves in order to tailor a vaccine to sell to the public. Listen to Walker describe in detail just how they would conduct such a scientific experiment. First, in living animals. So the way that we're thinking about it, don't tell anyone this. You got to publish your own title. You got to publish your own title. Okay, bro. So um, the way it would work is like we put them in the virus in these monkeys. Okay. And then we successively like cause them to keep infecting each other. And we collect serial samples from them. And then the ones that are more infectious, like the virus, we'll put them in another monkey and just constantly actively mutate it. That's one way. Okay. Or you can even do like directed like simulation, which like we tend not to prefer. And then you just sample what the different like um, like uh, proteins on the surface of the virus look like over time. Okay. So then you can see the mutation. Then you can kind of force it to mutate in a certain way you want. Okay. But you have to be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something that, like you know goes everywhere. Something Which crazy. Is the way that the virus started and moved on. To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. Like. Yeah, I know. COVID virus experimentation on live monkeys. This is unethical, to say the least, and Walker describes those experiments as if they are ongoing and not simply a hypothetical discussion. So, I mean, when is Pfizer going to implement the mutation of all these viruses? I don't know. It depends on how the experiments work out, because this is just like something we're trying, right? It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like there's... It's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution? Directed evolution. Directed evolution, okay. <laughs> well, so, I mean, is that what it is? Maybe. I, I, <laughs> well, you're not supposed to do gain function research with the viruses. Like, yeah. They recommend not. But you do, like, these, like, selected threshold mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm learning about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There might not be any more outbreaks, because, like, Jesus Christ. So um, tell me more, like, what's developing with the whole, you know, virus mutation process? Well, they're still kind of conducting the experiments on it, but uh, it seems like from what I've heard they're kind of optimizing it, but they're going slow because everyone's very cautious. Like, you know, right. obviously don't want to kind of accelerate too much. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing because you obviously don't want to advertise that you're trying to figure out future mutations. Okay, so did that, did the whole virus mutation thing like come from your executive, Sarah? No, 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 that came from like, we have like chief scientific officers in like the other divisions. In a subsequent meeting, our undercover journalist asked if this type of gain of function research is already being studied at Pfizer. But no, as long as it's called directed evolution, Pfizer's in the clear. What, what's the goal? for Pfizer of doing that. So probably what they want to do is like to try to figure out, to some extent, try to figure out like, you know, there's all these new strains of variants that just pop up. Why don't we try to like catch them before they pop up in nature and we can develop a vaccine prophylactic for like new variants. Yeah. So that's why they're thinking like if you do it control the lab, then you say, oh, this is a new epitope. And so then if it comes out later on, like in the public, we already have a vaccine kind of working on it. Oh my God. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that the, like the best business model though? Like just, control 
nature before nature even happens itself, right? Yeah, yeah. If it works. <laughs> what do you mean if it works? Because like some of the times like we just mutations that pop up, right? And we're not prepared for it, like with Delta or Omicron, right? And things like that. So. Who knows? I mean, either way, it's going to be a cash cow. COVID will probably be a cash cow for us for a while going forward. Like, yeah. I obviously like <laughs> Well, I think the whole, you know, I think the whole, like, research of the viruses and mutating it, like, would be the ultimate, like, cash cow. Yeah, it would be perfect. Now, you would think that creating viruses to sell the vaccine would be illegal. But no. The pharmaceutical industry, as Walker puts it, is, quote, a revolving door for all government officials, unquote. Okay. A revolving door for all government officials? Wow. Yeah, for any industry, though. So, like, in the pharma industry, all the government uh, officials who, like, you know, review our drugs, especially yeah. they come work for pharma companies. Like, in the military, like, all the, like, army and defense, like, government officials eventually go work for the defense company afterwards. Yeah. How do you feel about that revolving door? Like, it's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's bad for everyone else in America. Why is it bad for everybody else? Because if the Regulators who have to approve our drugs know that once they stop being regulated, they want to go work for the company, they're not going to be as hard for the company. You know, as well. Right. We talked to Dr. Robert Malone, physician, right, so scientist, and author. <clears throat> I hate to use the word pull out of that clip because that's... that's mm. But there's a lot to unpack here. There's a, there's a lot to unpack here. First off, kudos to the dude doing the reporting for Project Veritas. Lord knows what else he had to do to get that. I can't, by the way, I can't imagine the scrutiny. We're hated. I'm hated. A lot of the people we work with are hated. I can't imagine the FBI and IRS scrutiny that Project Veritas goes through on a daily basis, though, with all that they do. But they do a good job here, Veritas. Project number one, or rule number one, in, in finding a good mark is finding one who's vulnerable, willing to unknowingly spill their guts and the Project Veritas dude sitting across the table taking this tape hit a gold mine when he found a flamboyantly gay Pfizer employee who was willing to spill his guts. And boy, did he. I mean, he just kept going. Someone who's willing to brag about what he and his company and the industry writ large are engaged in, all with the hopes of impressing the reporter enough to take things back to the bedroom, because we know that's where this guy's head was. I know you don't want to hear that. None of us do. It's gross. But you can tell by the Pfizer dude's tone of voice and information giving out that he's, like, really into the dude he's talking to. I won't elaborate further than that. But you can get that sense, right? But here's some of the let's, – let's talk, let's talk about some of the actual points here. Pfizer wants to create new coronaviruses so they can make the vaccine for it. Creating a virus is gain-of-function research. That's what that is, by definition. Just what the Chinese were doing in the Wuhan lab. But the way that <clears throat> Fauci and all of his people and all of his Confederates get away with saying it's not is by changing the name gain-of-function. In this case, Pfizer calls it direct evolution. And you can hear their back and forth on that. That way, though, the reason they do that is when Pfizer's called in front of a congressional committee, for example, or any, you know, any kind of hearing like that, they can say, and it's really just kind of Miller's Law, they can say that Pfizer does not conduct gain-of-function research. It's a word game. 
The Democrats are really good at it. That's what they do. But at the end of the day, direct evolution and gain of function are the exact same process. It's just literally a different name. You're taking part of a virus, adding it to another virus to create a new virus. Same thing. That's, that's why it's so important when people like Fauci and other people from Big Pharma or the establishment speak. You've got to pay very close attention. You have to literally get down and, and break down sentences, break down specific words. Because they have these qualifiers. They have these statements in there that give them the cover they need to say the things that they're saying. But more importantly, gives them the cover to do the things that they're doing. They can say, to my knowledge... Investigations that were done by the Chinese health authority concluded that the virus came from the wet market, not the lab. It's not a lie when you use the qualifier, to my knowledge, what I understand. No, it's not gain of function. It's directed evolution. It's just, it's just a game. It's just words. Regulatory capture is the name of the game now. And it includes pharma companies, defense contractors, finance, tech industries, telecommunication. They got into some of this later. But big business captures the regulators by funneling money to them to get what they want. Regulatory capture sounds so much better than describing it and using a word of what they're actually doing, which is bribery. But when you boil down regulatory capture, that's what that is. Paying someone for an outcome who's in a position of power to get the result you want. You name it, most of these huge companies have at least one person who has phenomenal contacts within the federal government. This is how the power game is played in the United States of America. Has been for a long time. We're just learning more and more about it as, as we go through this crazy stretch of time. But we're getting now to the point where money's not good enough for these people. It's not. They want total control over the population, including you. And the gay dude's right. Uh, this is 100%. A cash cow. COVID is a cash cow for big pharma. They are not going to let it go. They're not going to let it go easily. That's for darn sure. And we've got half of the population who have been captured by government propaganda. And they will blindly. You know a lot of them. You might have been one of them for a while. They will blindly do whatever the government says, in, in, including injecting themselves with multiple shots that were created just to... <laughs> Induced dependency. But you'll never see this kind of reporting. You'll never see this kind of story on the mainstream media. Especially, it could be on anything that has to do with corruption, D.C., the Uniparty, the Democrats, yada, 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 any of that stuff. But especially when it comes to big pharma. Because like I mentioned earlier, these guys, they buy 75% of advertising on major news networks. Fox, CNN, MSNBC, they're not going to run a story that throws them under the bus. That's buku bucks for them. And it's, a, it's another great reminder, if, if you didn't know already, if anyone thinks that the news and the media is on your side, oh my gosh, you're so wrong. So wrong. During one of the uh, football games over the weekend, I, I, you know, uh, we, we do a lot of on cable, so I was able to watch it on one of the, I think it was Fox and I saw a Pfizer ad oh, for yeah. the shot with all the celebrities and the stars on there. Like, 
I have asthma and I I'm overweight and all this, you know, like it just, it, I was just, you know, <laughs> I haven't seen a commercial in years. <laughs> it was like, Oh my God. You're lucky because I mean, literally <laughs> television these days, every commercial break, you're, you're lucky if you only get one every commercial break. It is, it's all big pharma. It's big pharma all the time. And it's, it's not just COVID. There's plenty of shots. There's plenty of, we can still do our part to, you know, there's all that bullshit, but there's also every other product, which again, have these long list of side effects and, and aren't good for you. I'm not saying that they don't have some things that work and some things that are appropriate for you and your specific situation. Obviously, you know, we, we can't live in this world of absolutes, but that's, it's, it's crazy how much there are. Yeah. And then I saw uh, an article on Fox over the weekend too that Pfizer's thinking about having uh, an annual COVID shot that everyone is going to have to get annually. Of course they are. Of course they are. Makes perfect sense. I'm telling you, the, the, they they learn from their mistake. We talked about this last week. They learn from their mistake with chicken pox and measles and all these other things where it was a one time and you're done. Have you had that shot? Oh, you're good. You're good. Someone in the boardroom is like. The hell are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Like we're doing this wrong. Even if it's good once, tell them it's not and make them get it every year. That's just money. How many people are gonna have to die till they figure out what they're doing is killing them? Killing people. Apparently a lot, because they're I mean the, <laughs> one is two one is not enough, apparently. No. Oh my gosh. It's it's <sighs> it's bad. And every day I get up here in one fashion or the other and talk about how this unholy alliance between, you know, big tech, big media, these, all these people just gets bigger, spreads further, hurts our country more. And the only thing we can really do, because we don't have the money that big pharma does, that big tech does, that the mainstream media does, really, frankly, thanks to big pharma, like only thing we can do is continue to be vigilant, peacefully, smartly push back whenever we can, stay true to God, our family, what's left of our country. I mean, it's it's frustrating as hell, folks. It's frustrating as hell that there's not a better solution, but being alert to the fact of what's going on and helping share and spread that, share this show. Share other shows that you watch. It doesn't have to be this one. It should be, though. Um people just have to be paying attention. We got to do better. Okay. We got to pay attention. We got to speed along here. We, we got to pay attention to what people are saying about big D Ron DeSantis down here in Florida, because it is, it's Remember that don't say gay bill. This, this, this falls in line with that. It's just ridiculous. They don't even know what they're talking about. There's this clip on CNN. I'll show you what I'm talking about on the other side. Stick around. that big tech and other woke companies give billions to the radical left? They're literally using your money to take your vote and your freedoms away from you. Stop! Shop at Mammoth Nation instead, the conservative marketplace. Get huge discounts on thousands of products from hundreds of American and veteran-owned retailers. Vote at the booth and with your wallet. This is how we fight tyranny, folks. Right now, go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member. Use this promo code and save 30%. Hey guys, it's a crazy world out there and we're facing more uncertainty than we've faced in a long time, if not ever. 
And the most important advice I can give you and your loved ones is to be prepared. Most people realize they need something way too late in the event of a disaster, be it a natural disaster, a sustained power outage, political upheaval, or God forbid war. Don't put yourself in that situation. Have food and water on hand to provide for you and your loved ones as you adjust to whatever crisis you're facing and develop a strategy. And thankfully, Heaven's Harvest has everything you need to prepare for the unexpected. With Heaven's Harvest, you're not only supporting a pro-America Christian company that shares your values, but you also get discounts on emergency survival foods, heirloom vegetable seed kits, water filtration and storage kits, and loads of other survival resources, such as guides on how to grow and preserve your own foods. So get ahead, be prepared, and survive with a company that shares your values. Right now, go to heavensharvest.com and use promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, to save. Let me tell you guys, I got a bunch of stuff from the good people at Heaven's Harvest yesterday. And I've we've partnered with other emergency food survival, you know, survival food um, companies, and they have some good stuff. Heaven's Harvest stuff is next level. It is next level. I'm not just saying that because they're a partner of the show. They are. We're grateful for them. They're a great pro-America Christian company. You should go to heavensharvest.com, use promo code DREW, and, and make sure your family's prepared. Especially, I don't know, since we're sending tanks and all sorts of other stuff, probably fighter jets soon to Ukraine, and we'll be in a world war. But literally, you know what I was impressed with? Their packaging and everything is awesome. Their 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 food is awesome. It's got the same 25-year shelf life. They, they do smarter, better, safer uh, processes for making sure the food is good and healthy and st- you know stays in its form, all that stuff. But they've also, in addition to their water filtration kits and all this other stuff, they have heirloom seeds, which not, not everyone has. They've got it. And I was reading about this because I'm opening this, this one thing up that we got of, of heirloom seeds. We've got tons of food. They have the big cans of food. They have tons of, I mean, it, literally, you got to go to heavensharvest.com, check it out. Use promo code Drew. But the seeds. So if you were to go and it's it's 39 garden staple varieties like you if you can think of the vegetable it it comes in one of these pouches that are all individual sealed 4500 plus heirloom seeds it that package before savings is 139 dollars for all of those seeds you save using promo code drew it would cost you about 1500 dollars elsewhere but in that package there's enough seeds for a three acre garden to fill a three acre garden. Like, like I'm thinking of starting a business and not having to use that. Like it's pretty impressive. Anyways, all of their stuff is awesome. You need to check it out. I am so appreciative and grateful for them. I'm, I'm grateful for how they have, have helped us, how they're taking care of the show. You need to go check them out too. get that, that sense of peace that you have knowing that you've got a starter kit at least of food for if the shit hits the fan here in this country and you need it. And it could be a natural disaster. It might not be 
war. It might not be upheaval and unrest. I hope it's not. I pray it's not. But there's still things that happen, so please be prepared. Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. Go to heavensharvest.com. Use promo code Drew to save. Okay, let's get into this. CNN, um, <laughs> we got to watch the CNN clip. I'm sorry. Because they dropped their new season of DeSantis is just like Hitler. Have you seen that? It's, it's their new show that they're doing. And the latest episode is titled DeSantis is banning books just like Hitler. Roll the clip. Layla, thank you. This is, thank you. Poppy, this is bizarre. What, I know. What I we, know. What are we doing here? I mean, this, I feel like we're going back. I feel like I'm watching a bad version of like Pleasantville where you're, I, I don't get what's happening. It feels like the 1950s all over again with like book banning. This is this yeah. is cancel culture from people who are I guess they just want our kids to be ignorant and to control the teachers. It is I, this is outrageous. I, I, I don't I really don't even know how to explain what's going on here. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Or another country. I mean, Layla, you're you're a parent. You're a new parent. I got, you know, kids just starting to read. And when I read this in your reporting that a teacher can face a felony if they knowingly distribute anything not approved by these DOE trained professionals, like that is stunning. Do you, do you open your piece and the books are covered with paper? That's happening in American classrooms. It's wow. Right. And, and, and Poppy and, and Don, I should add, in Pinellas County, one of the things that came up in that, in that uh, school board meeting was a recent removal of a book just within the last month. That book was Bluest Eyes by Toni Morrison. Yep. Um, and, and, and that became part of that debate uh, that there is a Nobel Peace Prize author whose book is, is being pulled. But from the other side, you have parents who say, I'm not comfortable with some of that material. I should know what is in my classroom. And this is a book that uh, deserves, yeah. in their opinion, further scrutiny. And just to be clear, I know we got to go, but I'll be clear. I do think parents need a voice in this. I'm a parent who wants a voice in education. But I also think there's a lot that... But this isn't As about a voice grow, in education, yeah. Poppy. I think that is, I think that's a red herring. Uh, listen, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I think that's a red herring because there are lots of uncomfortable topics that are in books. You didn't let me finish. Nazism. I was Mein just gonna Kong, say all of it. Right. Uh, I was just gonna yeah. say that was the second Go part on. of my thought, Don. Is but I want my kids to read things that are uncomfortable to talk about and have these yeah. hardest conversations at home mm. and in the classroom. So. That's how we learn about, that's how we learn. Things are uncomfortable. History is uncomfortable. <laughs> I love, first of all, I love that. I'm sorry you had to watch that. But I, I love that Don Lemon's getting sent to the field now. His morning, he got fired in the evening. His morning show has gotten his ass kicked. And now they're sending him back out as if, you know, he just started his career. But this is the other side. Did you speak up? Speak up. Did you pick up, by the way, the Hispanic reporter who was on the right? I don't know her name. She wasn't completely unattractive, not very smart. She she once again got a word wrong that somehow they, they don't understand that we're a constitutional republic, not a democracy. They like to do that. And none of them can say Nobel Peace Prize. She's talking about Toni Morrison, who's a noble, she said, Peace Prize winner for literature. How can all these people not understand words that have been taught? They're talking about education. It's like, did you pay attention in school? Like, I, mean, what, I understand KJP being that dumb and referring to people as the Nobel uh, Prize winner, not Nobel. She was, just reading what, she was just reading something off a piece of paper there. Yeah. She didn't know she had to say it. 
So you'd think that they'd practice this, though. You'd think that they'd see, like, oh, I've got to say that word, and maybe I didn't know it, but I saw how much ridicule came down on KJP, so I should get it right. But obviously, well, none well, of them got the memo. The, that goes to the person who types in the prompter. Yeah. They have to be like, well, these people are idiots, so I need to type it out phonetically yeah. so they know how to pronounce it properly. Yeah. And you, you would do that with third world countries and names from third world countries, all that stuff, because you, you, trust me, you, you'll have people just butcher names. Yeah, you know, they're not all of them are awesome like you, Drew. Who can just, you know, spit, spit it off perfectly. But I, I, don't, I don't find the picture of that Fox put out over the week, uh, like at the end of last week. One of the books that was got taken away from uh, Orange County in Florida, and uh, it had it was like I can't find it anymore because it's going to pull in the image. They don't show the image; it's censored. But it's a looks like a cartoon, like comic book, and it's about two boys who love each other and they're giving each other oral in the. In the book, you, you yeah. see it. Yeah, you very graphic. Yeah, That's I'm glad you don't have it. Three. I've seen the picture. I don't want to see it again. <laughs> That's. Oh, but... it gets me so upset because like, yeah. you're okay with that being in there. Well, again, it's like, like it's it's like their the the whole conversation about the don't say gay bill, which never said those words, was not about that. Like they just obviously wanted some sound bias. They they hate DeSantis. They hate conservatives. They hate America. So they went after. But again, all three of these morons who were just on screen there don't actually realize what's been banned in the state of Florida. They're talking, I just want my kids, even if it's uncomfortable. No, that's that's not uncomfortable. That's pornography. That's different. That's inappropriate. Uncomfortable is history, dark points of history. And they're saying we want them to learn stuff. They still are. Like in, We're still teaching about the Revolutionary War, Civil War, Civil Rights Movement, other periods, both good ones and bad ones in American history. What they've banned, what Ron DeSantis has banned are, are primarily that kind of stuff, the pornographic stuff, but also any writings that deal with this whole victim-oppressor ideology that's plaguing our country and how white culture is the dominant culture of America and suppresses all other cultures, all that nonsense. Florida's not trying, DeSantis is not trying to whitewash history. But they're, but they're also not wanting to go down this slippery slope that everyone's falling onto and blaming one race, the white race, for the misfortunes of other races. That's the bottom line of what they're doing. That's what DeSantis is about. Well, he's also come out and said, um, <clears throat> we're not here to say, like, this isn't the right way to live or these aren't the right choices. We're saying that we don't want kids at a certain age that they don't need. They need to learn the basic fundamentals of education, not sexual orientation. Right. So, like, he's not saying... I don't agree with how you're living or what you're doing. He's saying that it's just at this age, they should not have that be fed to them. When we see, we've shown videos yesterday on booze and banner where it was like, <laughs> they like stars. Like, ah, like, like they, ah. they're too, they're too young. They're yeah. Too young. No, they need to be learning about colors, addition, reading, crayon Gosh, colors. A, not, not yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crayon colors. You know, like like today, one of the lessons for homeschool was primary colors. I got to do with my girls today. It was awesome. Like, this is a primary color. This is secondary color. We weren't talking about sexual orientation. Right. Yep. This is how you make I'm, orange. I'm oh, and one. this is how you impregnate a black man. What? And apparently, not, and apparently yeah. I'm the crazy one. Yeah, no, you are. You definitely are. Definitely are. But this, but what they're doing, I mean, they're they're trying to get educators to tell, you know, to, to destroy families, divide them with all this sexual nonsense, all this trans stuff, all this LGBTQ stuff. Again, I don't care if the teacher is that. 
You just don't bring it to the classroom. But they're trying to do that, and then they're trying to, to get them to hate white people, be ashamed of white people. No. Guys, what they're doing, I know this is going to come as a shock to you. What they're doing is just straight-up good old-fashioned racism. They're the ones who are. And they're spreading this victim-oppressor stuff that they're doing, this bullshit. It's poisonous, man. It's poisonous. But it, it's what they're doing. It's part of their plan. It's got to be used. Is it the end game? No, it's just part of it. This is, this is all part of the Marxist propaganda. It's just disguised as education. And no one is willing to talk about it because they're scared of offending people. It's awful. All right, we're, we're past time. I'm not good with – I need to go back to school for watches and clocks. Um, I just do. And, I'm, and, I, and, and by the way, I'm going – if I'm making I, – I, we talked about resolutions the other day at the beginning of the year. I'm not really doing any resolutions. But if I'm going to do one, I'm going back to old school watches because I hate – I don't have it on right now. I hate how accessible you are, even on your wrist and your watch is always buzzing. and like, what, what's going on? Like, I hate that. I hate that. I'm sorry if you've got like an Apple Watch or something and you're big into that. I'm going back to like an old school one that ticks and talks. I still like the ticking. The ticking what keeps me driving. Okay, me well then, then get a solar powered one that's just a battery. There's no ticking. Get digital, but no like apps and stuff on it. Uh, you do whatever you want. You're a grown man. Um, okay, guys, we're headed over to Booze and Banter. You can join us there. We hope you do. It's going to be at redvoicemedia.com. I'm putting the links back in there. Please remember, you sign up at redvoicemedia.com forward slash Drew Crew if you have not already. Then you go to watch at redvoicemedia.com forward slash BB. Once you've signed up, you don't go back to forward slash Drew Crew. Then you just always go to forward slash BB to watch. We hope that you guys come there. We want to spend some more time with you. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you over there. If for some reason you can't make it, we'll look forward to seeing you next Monday. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.